welcome, welcome everyone to Hauntings and Booze and a very happy new year. I am Natalie, I'm your host, and holy crap, it is 2023, and I can't believe another year just flew out the window. But I feel like we say this every year, right guys? It's like every year we're like, oh my god, another year went by, what the hell happened? So, uh, happy 2023, may it be happy, happy, healthy, healthy, full of love, joy, and all the good stuff. So, today, we're going to talk about the lady in red, which I'm going to get to. But before I do, I do have some news for those of you that have been listening and you're probably wondering where my awesome co-host Ari is. Well, my dear brother has decided to bow out of our podcast due to a, uh, I guess, heavily filled plate. And I'm not going to lie, I'm super bummed and I'm going to miss our banter and just hanging out because it was like our once a week to get together, hang out, talk some shit. But as they say, the show must go on. And you know what? You never know. Maybe he'll come back or maybe he'll just pop in for some guest appearances. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But Ari, if you're listening, I know you're going to listen to this because I totally need a review of how I did solo. And yes, guys, this is really weird. I'm all by myself. <laughs> I'm drinking my... My little perfect mimosa on this lovely Saturday morning. And I'm like, wow, this is really weird. I don't have anyone uh, talking back to me. So uh, Ari, I miss you already. But uh, again, review it and tell me how I sound, okay? And please, guys, give me some feedback here because it's weird doing a podcast completely alone. But what I'm planning on doing is bringing in like a monthly uh, guest or something like that. So we'll figure out how it goes. But I'm just going to go with the flow right now and talk to you guys about the lady in red. Now, as you guys may know, or many of you may know, I'm a funeral director, and I've been for quite some time, a long ass time, actually, I think it's been like 25 years at this point, so holy crap. Anyways, I've experienced mysterious, frightening, and most of the time, just unexplainable sightings, events, I don't know, whatever you wanna call them. And again, this has been since I was nine years old, and if you listen to the very first episode, I actually talk about that in detail. Now, I can't say that I don't get freaked out or scared at this point because it's been so damn long, but I still definitely do. But I can say it's become a little more tolerable, if that makes sense. So this event I'm gonna talk about took place in Astoria, New York, about like 10, about 10 years ago. I think my daughter was like one at that point. So it was about 10 years ago. I was working in a funeral home that had been around for quite some time and had quite the history as well. Now, it was pretty big, it was huge, four floors to be exact. And there was the basement area where files were kept in like one area, I think it was like toward the left, and decedents were prepared in the other area, of course, its own room. And it was a really long, long basement. I hated going to the basement. It was really dark, you know, typical basement, but at a funeral home. Then there was the main floor where we met with families and guided them through the process and a large room also on that main floor where we presented our casket and urn selections and the main reception desk was at the very front and then in the very back of the building there were like the staff office areas and the desks and of course you had the option of using the stairs or hopping on the elevator to go up and down this building. Now, there was the third floor 
where families gathered during their loved one's visitation. And there were several rooms for these events on this floor, but the largest room for big gatherings was on the fourth floor. Actually, when a family booked that room, they had the entire floor to themselves. They would call it the suite. And, and I'm giving you guys an idea of what this funeral home looked like because I think it's important to the story and kind of to get a feel of what was experienced when this happened. Now, this floor, okay, the fourth floor, it always spoke to me in a weird way. It's like this entire building had several pockets of activity and energy. And now, not always good energy, by the way, but this floor and the casket selection room were super high on my not of this world radar. Radar, rather. Um, so again, you know, it was like the casket room. I would see things there quite often, um, especially when I was in there with families, showing them the caskets, and I'd see things like flicker to my left, flicker to my right, always like peripherally. But I knew something was there. And then again, this fourth floor. So one day, I had a family meet with me to prearrange their sister's funeral. She was pretty young. She was a young adult, and she was in this absolutely horrible accident. She was in the hospital on life support, and they were going to be removing her from it the next morning. So they just wanted to have all their plans set, being they knew what they'd be hit with the next day. And, and by the way, I highly recommend everyone prearranges their funerals. Best thing you can do for the people you love and the ones that you're actually leaving behind who have to handle all your freaking affairs once you're gone. Trust me, guys. So, so important to do. Sorry I digress, but it's really important. Anyway, so as we're wrapping up her arrangements, her older brother tells me he completely forgot to bring her favorite dress that they wanted her buried in. I assured him. I was like, it's not an issue, and we're going to have somebody come by tomorrow morning, or tomorrow afternoon, rather, and pick it up, because they were pretty close by, so it really wasn't a big deal. And for those of you that don't know, the life of a funeral director is not your typical 9 to 5. Usually, you have long-ass days that don't end until the wee hours of the night, depending on what's going on. So there I am. It's late evening at this point, And I was with the manager who was in his office. So it was just the two of us in the funeral home making sure everything was set for the next morning. Now, I decided to take a quick break and run to the restroom because God knows I have a freaking bladder of a pee. We did not have one on the main floor, which I never understood, by the way. The third floor was out of order, so off to the fourth floor I went. And yes, I used the elevator. Now, as the elevator door opened, I noticed what looked like a fogged up, super blurry streak running away toward my right. Now, I figured I was tired and my mind was acting up, but deep down, I knew that wasn't the case. I'm sure many of you have been there, you know, when it's something and not your mind playing tricks on you. And you just know that. You have that feeling. You're like, all right, I'm tired. It's my, it's my mind playing tricks on me. But when you know, you know. Well, I had to go to the damn bathroom, and this floor was my only option. So off I went, or actually kind of speed walked to the restroom. And I remember I was feeling just like, you know, washing my hands. I was feeling better. I was like, all right, this is okay. It's, it's, it's nothing. I'm just tired. I'm freaking exhausted. Now, walking back to the elevator... I suddenly felt that heaviness in the air, just really, really heavy. It was almost like someone was literally pushing onto my chest. And again, that blurry streak ran off straight across my path and into the viewing room. And this time, 
I saw the color red, which looked like a dress it was wearing. I couldn't really tell. It was like this really crazy blur, but I could see kind of like what looked like a red dress. Now, at this point, I knew full well this was a spirit who decided it was a good time for a tour of the fourth floor. Now, at this point, I'm waiting for the elev elevator door to open for what seemed like freaking hours to me. And I could have ran my ass down the stairs, but I wasn't sure if it would have followed me and possibly put myself in a worse situation, especially going downstairs. So I was like, you know what? I took some deep breaths. I prayed and I waited for that damn door to open. And again, it seemed like hours. I plummeted into the elevator <laughs> when it opened and I just kept pressing the button to go down, almost breaking my finger. Now, as I ran out, the manager told me he was ready to go and asked me to lock up. I stared at him and asked him to, and I asked him to give me like 10 minutes. So I was like, give me 10 minutes. Let's go together. And he was like, you look frazzled. What's going on now? This manager, I'm not going to and I don't like mentioning names. I don't want to put anyone in this unless they're actually like a guest on the show and they know full well I'll be talking about them aside from my siblings. That's different. We knew each other really, really well. And we had a really good like friend relationship. So he had heard plenty of my freaking stories, which he always teased me about because this guy was a total non-believer, by the way. So I told him and of course he laughed, but he was intrigued. So he's like, let's go back upstairs together. Of course, together, right? He wouldn't go alone. And he wanted to see if the entity would appear. He thought this was hysterical. But it's funny though, right? How he wouldn't go check it out alone. Anyways, I was nervous. And like I've said before, I don't care how many times you see an entity or experience a paranormal situation. You're always going to feel a bit of fear and apprehension, especially when you don't know what kind of a spirit you're dealing with. And that was my situation. I had no idea, you know, was this spirit friendly? Was it um, a pissed off kind of spirit? Um, are we talking possession here? Like, oh, what's the deal with the spirit? You know, you just don't know. So I agreed because I'm an idiot, of course. So I actually was curious. I, I really was curious to see if the spirit would make an appearance again and figure out what it wanted. Because whenever I see a spirit kind of like, looming around or something i'm like maybe it needs help maybe it's lost maybe it's just freaking walking around for the hell of it but i really was curious and i wanted to see what was going on so off we went into the elevator to the fourth floor the door opened and we slowly walked out and the first thing i immediately noticed again was that heaviness and this sort of like weird fog especially like where the lighting was the light fixtures the light bulbs that's where you could see it mostly. And I don't know if anyone's experienced this when you're having like some kind of paranormal experience and you see that kind of fogginess, that kind of heavy mist almost around the light. Look at the lights when you feel something like that. I can almost guarantee you there's always this kind of like mist around the light bulbs for some reason. So I pointed toward the visitation room, the, <laughs> excuse me, the visitation room where I saw it run toward. And I was pretty much explaining where I had seen it first appear. And excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of my mimosa because I cannot swallow. Mm. It's so good. It's just a little orange juice, by the way. And champagne. It's really good. Anyway, so I showed him where it first appeared. And he looked around. And he even said, he's like, you know, I feel kind of weird. <laughs> I just want to leave. 
so you could see as as he panicked right and he's like freaking out he starts pushing the button to leave to get into the elevator so i was trying to calm him down you know i was like it's nothing it's just maybe you're nervous because i told you about it but you haven't seen anything so you know calm down so as i'm pointing again toward the visitation room because i wanted to just show him i'm like look that's where i saw it you don't see anything now so obviously it's not going to appear to you all of a sudden bam we see it it appears again and this time it ran across the left side of where we were standing and it was like a foggy blur but you could actually see what looked like a frilly red dress it was wearing toward like the bottom closer to the floor and it was very visible you could see frills red dress but again it was like toward the bottom where you saw it so we jumped into the elevator as soon as that door opened almost tackling each other and i really thought he was gonna have a freaking heart attack all he kept saying is holy shit he must have said it at least 50 freaking times and it was comical to see him react this way i guess a part of me wanted him to see something but i did feel a little bad being this was something completely out of the ordinary for him he practically held my arm as we walked around locking up when suddenly the phone rang and I'll admit we both pretty much shit our pants when that freaking phone went off. Now, this was a death call and a hospital was calling. The family had already made arrangements with us and we just needed to send someone over and bring the decedent into our care. Now, of course, I knew the name. It was the family I had met with earlier that afternoon. And apparently their sister died before they pulled her off of life support like they were going to do that next morning. Now, I was glad her survivors didn't have to make that call and end up feeling guilty for the rest of their lives because I have never experienced it. But guys, I cannot imagine. And for those of you that have, I'm so sorry to have to pull someone off of life support. And I was like, you know what? It sucks that she died in the way she did. But thank God they didn't have to be the ones to say to do, you know, to basically make that call. So that was the only nice part about it. Now, I came in the next morning and her brother and one of the sisters was there actually waiting for me. And you could see they hadn't slept all night. And I gave him a hug and they handed me her clothing. And I remember her brother saying to me, make her look beautiful as he handed me her favorite red dress. It took everything I had not to say holy shit myself. So after they left, I walked over to the manager's office and all I had to do was show him the red dress I had been given. Guess what he said? Holy shit. Apparently, she had died about an hour or so before we got the call from the hospital. And the family wanted to send so spend some time with her before we sent someone over to transfer her to the funeral home, which they typically do. You know, someone dies at a hospital, the family can stay for a little bit before the funeral home just comes right over and whisks them away. So to this day, I ask myself, I'm like, was she running around the funeral home in her favorite red dress? Why? Specifically the fourth floor, which by the way, the fourth floor, that was the actual visitation room her family selected to have her viewing. So I thought that was a hell of a coincidence. And then I'm like, do spirits appear in their favorite outfits or do they stay in what they died wearing? So to this day, I'm really not sure. You know, what do you guys think? So if you have a story you'd like to share, any kind of input of what you think happened here in this specific situation or something you've experienced, let me know. Because that's something I've always wondered. I'm like, okay, so this girl had died 
and she was just walking around the fourth floor in the exact in the exact dress her brother brought over her favorite red dress so i'm like you know what's the deal when we go and i've seen tons of spirits and you know it's like you don't always notice what they're wearing because first of all you're shit scared when they appear and then you're trying to figure out you know what they want do they need anything um so the clothing factor definitely comes into it but in this situation way more so because i just remember you know, that ruffled bottom part of that dress. And it was exactly when I told you guys exactly what he had brought into the funeral home for her to wear. So what are your thoughts on this? You know, and really, if you've experienced something like this, I really want to hear about it. So please shoot me an email at hauntingsandbooze at gmail.com. Tweet me on hauntingsandbooze or message me on Instagram at hauntingsandbooze or, of course, find me on Facebook. So thank you all, amazing listeners that you are, for listening in. And don't forget, you may think you're alone, but you never really are.